temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer? A beach bum summer? Or a wake me when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door. In as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. It is the best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day. Thanks for listening. You can follow me on Twitter at Dan Day Radio. Thanks in advance for stalking me on the internet. On the way, since it is a Hawkman hump day, we'll have some Hawkman Crowder. They get you laughing. They get you going. They have some fun with you every weekday from 3 to 6. Also, Dan Lebetard's show. They're talking to Sedano, who's trying to defend himself. And also, the Joe Rose show. They got a heavy hitter of a guest today, Trent Dilfer. Super Bowl winner, Trent Dilfer. Coach, Trent Dilfer. But right now, let's get in some headlines. The early college football signing period has begun, and Miami has nabbed Connecticut prep QB Tyler Van Dyke and local running back Don Chaney Jr. Late free throws secured a victory for the Canes basketball team last night as they defeated Temple 78-77. The Marlins have signed former All-Star Matt Kemp to a minor league contract. Number one overall draft pick Zion Williamson has begun shooting in practice for the Pelicans, who dropped their 13th in a row last night. They look to get on the winning side of things tonight when they play the Timberwolves. The Heat look to avenge an earlier season loss tonight at 7 when they do battle with the 76ers in Philly. No Dolphins have been named to the NFL Pro Bowl team, but former Miami safety Minka Fitzpatrick did make the cut for the Steelers. Miami plays their final home game of the season against the team with the league's worst record, Cincinnati, Sunday at 1. The Panthers finish up their homestand Friday at 7 against Dallas. Listen to it here on 560 The Joe. Big soccer matches today as FC Barcelona takes on Real Madrid. Everton and Leicester will do battle. And Man U will play Colchester. And now, let's take a step into the day spa. <sighs> During an Australian heat wave, a man recently used his car as an oven, cooked a ham, then ate it. Mmm, car meat. Miami-Dade Mayor Carlos Jimenez has pardoned two pigs in the lead-up to Nochua Buena. Well, I guess now I'm going to have to go heavy on the sides this Christmas Eve. A Nebraska woman recently successfully went dumpster diving to find her lost wedding ring. Eh, a dumpster dive for worse. Now with the weather brought to you by Hylia Park. Tonight's forecast calls for rain with temperatures dipping into the 60s. We'll see you at Champion Simulcast Center and Sports Bar at Hylia Park on Sunday, January 12th for the National Horse Players Championship Qualifier. There's $10,000 in prize money up for grabs, and the winner earns a seat in the Las Vegas Finals. Register now at HyliaPark.com. Joe Rose Show talking with former Super Bowl champion Trent Dilfer. What were they talking about? Lipscomb Academy? QB, a transitioning position. Why the Dolphins need to draft Tua as high as possible. Trent Dilfer going to join us. And guess what, Joe? What? He is the head coach of Lipscomb Academy in Nashville right now, high school football coach. Trent, welcome to the show, man. Thanks for the time. Hey, thanks for having me. 
Trent, you know what? Once once you guys are used to being in all those meetings your whole life, uh, I, I figure you just can't give up football, can you? Oh, you can't. I mean, everybody told me too, and I was getting ready to retire. Like you're gonna you're gonna forget the you're gonna miss the locker room more than anything, and you do. And I think ESPN filled a little bit of that gap, talking about ball and thinking about ball and teaching ball and and being around semblance of a team. But you you ultimately miss the smell of the grass and the grind of the game. And I think most of us try to find a way back into the game. Well, you've always had that camp and it's been fun because there've been some real great pieces done on some of the top quarterbacks that, that join your camp uh, that you do. And you said you're still doing that, huh? Yeah, I love it. That, that's been for 10 years. We, I've run the elite 11 camp series around the country. Um, been help trying to help kids not make all the mistakes I made as a quarterback <laughs> and got a great staff together and have a lot of influence and pretty much every quarterback in the NFL or Power Five has gone through it, so uh, it's been fun to kind of help the next generation of quarterbacks. Trent, I want to ask you about that because it looks like the, the position is changing as we kind of watch a lot of the college football and, and high school football. We're seeing a lot of guys that can throw, but now are we going to start seeing a lot more uh, Lamar Jackson kind of guys out there that can run? Well, yeah, I think you're, the, the running is, is part of it. I don't think we're going to see many more Lamar Jacksons. I mean, he's a, he's a special, special kid and uh, always has been, even from the time we saw him at high school. in high school. I, I think that what you're going to see is you still have to be able to throw the ball. You still have to be accurate. You still have to play from the pocket, obviously. I don't disagree with anybody that says that. The game ultimately is run one on time from the pocket. But now you're seeing you have to be just as efficient, just as accurate, just as experienced explosive in what I call second reaction football when you're forced out of the on schedule play and you, you have to be able to dominate that way too and then the third dimension that Lamar has is that ability to run a quarterback driven run game and it's simply a numbers thing like they don't account for the quarterback in the running game so when you have quarterback driven runs meaning you can like scheme up plays where he's the extra runner well then they they're a defender short so when you have all three of those things you become the unstoppable force as we're seeing with Lamar Jackson I don't think we're going to see many of those types of players but you're definitely trying to draft guys at least have two of the three and if you have two of the three dimensions that it takes to dominate modern football you know you can build an offense around that guy that can be pretty explosive Trent, i need you to put your gm hat on for one second miami dolphins down here going to be looking for a quarterback next year ryan fitzpatrick's done a pretty good job with this team this year considering what he's got around him they only have three wins but they're going to be drafting a guy or they're going to be looking for a guy looks like joe burrow at this point might be at a reach at the number one pick but the next guy up is it a hurt Tua? is it a justin herbert like what have you seen that maybe the dolphins can kind of you know pick and and maybe make their franchise quarterback well all right so this gonna be a huge conversation pretty much from the end of the <laughs> bowl championship series until uh the draft these mock drafts are very reactive to production uh, they're also they are told to make them a little controversial so they get more traction get more click the nfl scouts the gms the the people that know quarterback and let's say there's 20 of them in the nfl there's probably only 20 people that you would call experts in the evaluation of a quarterback maybe less than that it's not even close I mean, Tua is by far the best prospect in this draft. Uh, he's not that hurt. He's The doctors have said three months will be 100%. This is not Bo Jackson. But again, people read, you know, the, the blogs and, and start making assumptions that aren't true. So Tua is going to be 100% three months out of surgery. He is one of the, he's a tra- he's a transformational type prospect. So he's number one in terms of talent. Now, Joe Burrow is a heck of a quarterback and should be drafted really high. Um, 
but he's a different type of quarterback. So it's what system are you trying to implement? Are you going to be dynamic, down the field, explosive? Is that going to be your mantra? If it isn't, two is your guy. And, and then Herbert would be in that discussion. If you're going to be more precision-based and like New Orleans Saints, I'll just give people a word. But if you want to be the New Orleans Saints and everything is kind of underneath 30 yards and very precision-oriented, then Joe Burrow is going to be a great quarterback. So I think all three are great prospects, but I, I don't like this gushing going on right now just because the guy won the Heisman Trophy and has had an historic college football season means he's the best prospect. He's not. Tua is by far the best prospect in this draft. Saying that, though, you, you think Joe's going to go ahead of Tua in this draft because of the hip injury? That no, I don't. You. I don't because what the NFL will do is they'll go and they'll interview the surgeon and they'll look at the MRIs and they'll, and they'll have their doctors look at it and they'll have every expert come in and they'll go, oh, okay, yeah, this was the surgery, this was the injury, you know, based on our years of research, he's going to be fine. And we got to trust that, you know, he's rehabbed right, <clears throat> he's got the strength back, and we're going to see the same to it. He'll probably be a healthier to it because he's been dealing with the ankle too forever. So uh, I don't think it's nearly as big a deal as everybody's making it out to be. So hypothetically, Trent Dilfer, the, the fantasy GM of the Miami Dolphins, has the third pick in the draft. Joe Burrow goes one. The Giants take Chase Young. It's a no-brainer for you, too, as the third pick in the draft. I'm moving up to one to take Tua. I've already, I've said this publicly. If I'm at three, I'm moving to one to get Tua. Or I'm hoping that the Bengals like right, Burrow more right. than Tua. Wow. Okay. But but you're right. Listen, we've seen it. A lot of people whiffed on the quarterback position that are getting yep. paid a lot of money through the years, right? We, we've seen a lot of guys that literally – didn't play it down because of, of, of problems that they had. Something in their game just wasn't wasn't right. So you're right. But, boy, does it seem like we're still back to a, having a shortage of quarterbacks right now in the NFL? I, I didn't think it was going to be that bad. And now I look, Trent, and, and it still looks like a lot of teams looking for quarterbacks. Do you feel that way? I don't. I actually feel like it's the best quarterbacking's ever been in the NFL. I've talked to a lot of the Hall of Famers, and they would say the same thing. I think all we think is it's a shortage in quarterback developers. It's a shortage of offensive line play. Offensive line play is as bad as it's ever been. It's high-hat football. They're Correct. not trained in the college game. It's brutal. So a lot of these guys suffer because their, their organization's done a poor job drafting offensive, uh, offensive linemen developing them. Then, it's like I said, there's only 20 people, Mac, Mac, that really understand quarterback development that really understand what it takes to get the most of a guy that really can identify what a guy can do and then build a system around his uh, the good stuff and then take his time to develop the stuff that needs to be grown so every single year I mean this is what I'll be doing for the next two months is doing radio shows and TV shows talking about quarterback development and not that I was any good but I've studied the position as hard as anybody I've talked to the people in the NFL at length about development I've pretty much know everybody in the game and there's only a handful a handful to get it and what happens is some of these guys are really talented players and they don't have good careers because right. they go places that don't know how to get the most out of them. Trent Dilfer joining us on the Toyota of Hollywood Hotline on behalf of Panini America, the exclusive trading card partner of the NFL and NFLPA. Me and Joe were talking right before we had you on about old school, upper deck, tops and this, but Panini America, the new trading card kind of giant out there, huh? Oh, they're massive. They're the best. It's the best, it's the best relationship I've had off the field in my NFL career. Uh, I've been able to do this Panini Kids Super Bowl uh, reporter and 
initiative for I think six years now. It's so cool. Every kid's going to go buy cards, go to Walmart, go to a hobby shop. You buy them, you fill out the little um, deal for the um, sweepstakes, and then one kid gets to be the Panini Super Bowl kid reporter. Oh. I take him to the Super Bowl, awesome. train him how to do the media stuff, then take him around Monday night, media night, and interview all the players. Kids, Players come out of their booth, talk to us. We go to the front of the lines. Like it, it, It's so cool for the kid, the family. They get to enjoy the entire week. And Panini just does a great job, not just doing the coolest cards, but also having the coolest initiatives. You don't have any 40-year-old kids in there. Do I, I'm not good on that. I'm just trying <laughs> well, to think if I walk around with you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. You might be the creepy old man walking yeah, around. Right. I'll shave. I'll shave. Don't yeah, worry. No that, that's good stuff. Trent, thank you, buddy. Really appreciate you coming on. Thanks for having me, guys. Tua, number one overall. Trent Dilfer shaking things up. Joe Rose and the guys, they get you going every morning from 6 to 10 a.m. I guess I didn't need to say the a.m. because morning is a.m., but you get the picture. I want to be as thorough as possible. That's what Joe Rose and them do in the mornings, in the a.m. hours, specifically 6 to 10. Now you know when to find them live. If not, download the podcast for this show, their show, any show that you're on the radio station for free, wherever you get your podcast, radio.com app, or our website, wqam.com. Up next, got some bad girl birthdays, plus a bad boy, Dan Lebetard and his crew, for you on the Best of the Joe Show. Welcome back to the Best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio that you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I'm Dan Day. Got some bad girl birthdays today. Very, very, very excited. Betty Grable was born in this day in 1916. If you don't know her, Google her. That is a classy-looking lady. Whoo, back in the day. See ya. She's, well, I'm not going to say her age because my mama told me never to tell ladies' age. Katie Holmes, it's her birthday. Christina Aguilera. And I will say Billie Eilish, she is now legal. I'm not going to say her exact age, but you know what I mean. Billie Eilish, the musician, is now legal. Love me some bad girl birthdays. Because you know I love those hot messes. Katie Holmes, Christina Aguilera, definitely hot messes. I don't know about Betty Grable, Sia, and Billie Eilish, but still, pretty good company. And you're always in good company with the Dan Lebetard Show. They're on from 10 to 1 weekdays here on 560 The Joe. Earlier today, they had some of Randy Moeller's classic calls. And then Sedano did something. Then he has to defend himself. Sedano finally did something. Sedano finally did something for the show, for us. He's been shamed, right? He's been shamed by that guy who's become a friend of the local hour. It's a UCF basketball uh, analyst who is dropping show references all over the place. Mike O'Donnell. And if you haven't heard this guy, let's set up uh, him first before we get to what Sedano finally did for us. I want to see if this counts. Is he so far is the real failure? Uh, but we go out to a submarine somewhere uh, submerged in central Florida where uh, this announcer grabbed some sort of tin can uh, from a string where he is calling UCF basketball games from this submarine. This guy's got to get on bigger gigs. Okay. This guy's good. He gets the show. He is the perfect broadcaster for us. But when he gets the bigger gigs, he has to continue down this path. Yes, because uh. then we'll be able to hear the well, sound. They will not let him. They will not let him continue. Because he's being reckless. I'm surprised they even let him now. But here he is calling UCF basketball. True Felios alongside the former UCF point guard, Mike O'Donnell. Both of these squads coming in, Mike, playing some pretty doggone good basketball. They've won their last four straight. You know, as much as I love rock we on a Wednesday, Sunday afternoon hoops is the best, especially during Christmas time. Tied at 26. Strong to the goal. And a nice reverse for Terry Green Jr. Tell you what, he is so athletic. Man, about as smooth as Hefe in a local. I mean, that was just big time. <laughs> Smooth as 
Smith puts a shoulder down and scores. Miller wanted a charge. Colin Smith, rim, collision course. Riller hanging oh, with the on, left man. hand. Come on, man. The kid can scoot. Riller. The kid can scoot, Ari. Is there anything that gets by you? No, I have no life through. Colin Smith! Oh, goodness! When they have the hammer, you gotta use it! Wow! <laughs> And so good, Sedano and Izzy promised us that they would do it, but they got scared. Uh, Izzy just said he choked. He choked. He got scared. And then he le- sort of limped in on, he was supposed to say freaking with you on a Friday with LeBron. And he just said kind of a freaky Friday. It was, it, it was not a good effort. Sedano was supposed to say rocking with you on a Wednesday on his uh, day before Thanksgiving game. And he said how your teammates were rocking with you. He didn't say Wednesday. So he failed. So Sedano, he tried to work it in last night. Sedano and Izzy have been failures, so does it count the uh, the very late Sports Center when he does this? Sandler, KG, and a cameo by Paul Pierce on Sports Center on Wednesday. That's pretty cool. You have Sandler and KG and Paul Pierce rocking with you on a Wednesday. You're on Sports Center, Neil. George Sedano, he's a gem. Mm. Ah, the jury. I'm going Man. to say. Mm. C plus. It kind of counts. Well, the the visuals were good because he seemed very pleased with himself when the camera came into himself and he sort of winked at our audience. But I also feel that SportsCenter is a freer space to do that than the NBA sideline reporting where the coach is standing next to you and you're, you're pooping yourself a little bit. Not only that, Dan, this was, again, everybody knows my public feud with George Sedano. Obvious, um, <laughs> obvious copying of my style and my yeah. drip with the turtleneck and gray suit combo. But again, that's another story for another day. That was a lackluster effort on a 1.30 a.m. sports center. What are you going to give me on 1.30 a.m.? Nobody's even awake. I'm so torn on this because I side with Tony, but this is George's first year doing something that's really important to him. Perhaps he should not have agreed to do it on the sidelines, but he did. And so I'm torn as to whether or not I should criticize him or not because I know how much this thing means to him and how much he cares about it. This is no knock on George Sedano, but is there anything in sports that you have to respect less than the sideline interview? Like, <laughs> I, I'm not saying, I don't even mean that as a slight at George. You should care about your work. Take your work seriously and not yourself seriously. It seems like a compliment. Apparently a 130 sports center hit is something you respect less because he's willing to do it there. Well, Neil Everett. I guess. We've been doing this. We've been doing this for years. <laughs> Thank you. That is the end of the poll question. We've been doing this for years going way back, Randy Moeller, the Hockey Panthers announcer. He would just, look, this is what we want. We want someone who respects it less. We want somebody who is reckless. Randy Moeller did this for uh, the radio audience. They would just submit again and again pop culture phrases, movie phrases, anything that would make us laugh, rap lyrics, an assortment of things that they would send us. And McAfee did that for us some this year. He did it gracefully. He did it well. He worked in a super necessary one. He kind of stopped at some point, but it was fine. He did a couple for us. Okay, he did a couple for us, but we're trying to get back to our heyday of Randy Moeller hockey goal call. Where grandma keeps the good stuff. He was so good. Billy, you were lost for the last four minutes of this show. Well, you me, were not. You were looking for Randy Moeller sound for us. This, and I'm sitting here just filibustering. It's why I always get in trouble. Hold on, you'll get your chance to say something here. But it's why I always get obnoxious gas bag because people have no earthly idea how many times I'm covering for the inefficiencies of everybody in this room. Billy, you were gone for the last four minutes of the show where I couldn't reach you because you were searching for Randy Moeller sound. And look at what you made the punchline to Billy, the finish of this show. Well, here's the thing. Everybody oh, back boy. here when we're filibustering decides. 
they need to be the funny guy. And every time someone back here is a funny guy, I can't hear anything. I was helping him fill. Speaker, so I can't preview the sound to make sure that something wasn't said. So you limped in with that garbage and ruined the end of the segment. I I mean, probably it's me. I should probably be the one that's here for you. But I was reading all the praise about my apology. (laughs) Say hello to my little friend. I expected a whole montage. You're there going through everything, scared, making sure that a curse word's not going to get out or something that doesn't hold up from 2008 that's going to get us all fired. Can you loosen your sphincter just a little while you're doing this? Zednik takes a hit from behind. Don't look, kids. They get control of it again. It goes back to the point. Here's Monitor. Steps in the middle. Long shot. Right on the shoot. They score! A power play goal, and the Panthers take a one nothing lead off a rocket from Steve Monitor. Peanut butter and jelly time. Steve Monitor. <laughs> He's so safe. He's just throwing rated G at him again and again. Find me better ones, damn it. All right, so who's mad at us? Who's the ESPN people uh, person who's calling in here? Jorge Sedano. Oh, okay. What happened, Jorge? You're mad at us? You were, what happened? You guys are ingrate. That's the reality of the situation, Dan. <laughs> First of all, I heard Anthony or Tony or whatever his name is over there telling me that he's beefing with me because of something he allegedly wore at your wedding. I don't even remember that you were at Dan's wedding. That's how memorable your clothing was. Oh, no. Second of wow. all, you mentioned that, oh, I didn't come through during the Anthony Davis interview. And yet you're lamenting the fact that this was 1.30 in the morning on the East Coast. Maybe you guys forget there's another part of the country where 60 million people live in the Pacific time zone. There's that part of it at 10.30 at night. And the Anthony Davis game ended after midnight anyway on the East Coast. So what's the difference, you ingrates? So who are you taking this up with? Who wants to uh, defend our position? Now that I think about it, he actually did. He said rocking with you on a Wednesday. Technically, it was still Tuesday on the West Coast. So that's that. May, that's more points for me, actually, now that I realize right, Now that. that he's on the phone, you're going to suck up to him? Is that what's happening here? I don't know what's happening here. First of all, my uh, my outfit was dreadful. George, you took the exact same outfit and wore it on TV. So how can you say that my outfit was dreadful? And hey, George, that's Tony, I by the way. I didn't say it was dreadful. I didn't say it was dreadful. I said you weren't memorable enough to remember. Wow. Okay. That is even worse. It Ooh. wasn't. Yes, it wasn't. Uh, okay. Wow. All right. So, uh, wow, we're just going to back down. Okay, very good. Well, no, no, uh, no, 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 no. It looks well, like everyone well, just wait, ran wait, wait, scared. Wait, it looked on, all of a sudden no, we wait, all backed down. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Levitard, I've got a beef with you. I'm going to defend the honor of sideline reporters. It's the only job on a broadcast where you literally don't know what is coming every single moment because you have to react on the fly the entire way, okay? So you back down, fat boy. Well, the play-by-play guy knows what's coming. Are you kidding me, Sedano? You can't come out here after the week that we just accused you of going all Hollywood on us, talking to us about the 60 million people on the West Coast and then coming after me. And you didn't go to Moss, I mean. And you didn't go to Moss and you were here the day before. You didn't go to Moss and pay money to attend my birthday. How dare you? Yes, how dare you, Sedano? And you're no longer fat, but you used to be fat before you got to L.A. and all those kale smoothies you're eating yeah plant-based proteins baby you should get on it <laughs> weird turn sedano throwing flames at people i don't know whose side to take on that one but it was good take nonetheless speaking of it is a hump day and we get over the hump with some hawk and crowder that's next on the best of the joe show this is the best of the joe show running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours i'm dan day step in the day spa all the time ah by going to my Twitter page, at Dan Day Radio, I keep you in that day spa, whether you want it or not. Whether you want it or not, weekdays from 3 to 6, 
simulcast Hawk and Crowder. They're right here on 560 Joe and on 790 The Ticket. So if you don't like what you're hearing on 560, turn to 790 and vice versa. Earlier today, they're talking about Miami having number two recruiting class on early signing day today. Also, signing day is a total crapshoot plus some headlines. National signing day. Well, I'll be honest with you. I don't. I don't pay attention. National Signing Day too much. It's just not my wheelhouse. Like certain things, you know, people are into the draft, they're not into the draft or whatever. National Signing Day, you coach high school football, so it's it's probably um, a little more up close and personal. Oh no, all I know is Florida's top ten. That was that was my total insight on signing day. Like so, no, don't don't get deep with me. Well now what are we gonna do? I was counting on you to be the expert. What is it? What we got? Blue coming on today? Yeah, Larry Bluestein okay. will come on today. Joseph Gacky will stop by too because he's going to be in studio tonight. So he'll stop by and join us in studio probably like around 5.30. So get ready for my Tourette's when you bring it up because all I'm going to yell is Florida's top 10. I saw Miami. University of Miami is number two. No, they're not. Yeah. I was oh, watching. On what site? On, uh, in the ACC. <laughs> Okay, all right. Number I, two in the ACC. And I can guess who one is. I, I didn't see it, but I'm guessing it's Clemson. Yes. I didn't I didn't see, but I did, like, I flipped on, I don't know if it's ESPNU or whatever, um, and they do a National Signing Day special, and I see, they're talking about University of Miami, and it says University of Miami, number two recruiting class, and I, like, uh, like I just did to you there, I was like, what? Oh, Manny? There we go. And then I read further, and it said, in the ACC. Makes I mean, you're, it's better than uh, FSU. Georgia Tech, Virginia. I mean, I could just name all the teams in the ACC and say it's better than them except Clemson. It's not impressive. Anyway, today's National Signing Day. So uh, from, from what I saw of ESPN's coverage, uh, Miami did okay. Although I just got a push notification that someone they were uh, counting on flipped. So... Are you tracking this at all, Solana, or not your wheelhouse? I mean, I don't take too much stock into National Signing Day, especially the first one. Not uh, not asking if you put stock into it. I'm asking if you follow it. Not as much as I probably should, no. Okay. <laughs> right. It, I mean, it's two separate questions, because yeah. I think some people that follow it know it well, don't put stock into it, because, I mean, this is a crapshoot. The, the draft is a crapshoot. Yes. And there's millions of dollars put into evaluating people in the draft. Millions of dollars. Now, I don't know. Again, there's certainly significant time and money put into National Signing Day, but nowhere near kids coming out of the, the college ranks into the draft and you miss as much as you hit yeah. in that. So I don't put much stock into it. I was just curious if you're like, you know, if, if you're living and dying by it. No, I'm not living and, di- living and dying by it. I am following, like, I have Manny Navarro right now, his push notification um, uh, Andrew Ivins as well from 247 Sports. Like, I, I turned on those push notifications for, like, the big names. Like, right. Jaden Francois I saw earlier, a big name. He flipped to Nebraska. Right, he had right. the Canes hat in front of him and then uh, unveiled the uh, Nebraska shirt. Which, by the way, like, okay, like, we get you. Emmett Smith's son did not go to Florida. I saw that. He chose Stanford. I, you know what? And when I saw that, I was like, I can't be mad at that. You can't be mad at Stanford. I was thinking the same thing. South Carolina, I'm hot. Exactly. I was thinking the same thing. Again, I don't have any ties to Florida, but, you know, Emmett Smith is a pretty uh, well-known, well-respected Florida Gator. Top three of all time. And uh, 
I was like, wow, not going to go to his dad's school. But when you say Stanford, okay. how do you not feel happy for a kid? I know what kind of kid this is. So, you know what? There. The funny thing, not putting stock into the to the signing day, you know Tate Martell was one of the biggest names coming out of high school? It, it's exactly why you can't put stock. I mean, really, you can't. Like, that's just the reality of Tate it. Tate Martell had a camera crew follow him around his senior year. How many kids do you recall that went to Florida when you were there that came in as highly touted recruits and then when you saw them around real collegiate athletes you said to them you said to yourself no chance I was not the biggest recruit in my recruiting class uh, Gavin Dickey out of Tallahassee he was a quarterback theatric Faison out of Jacksonville he was a, like they were five-star all-american everything I was probably I was maybe I broke the top 10 in my Florida recruiting class the only one to make it in the NFL right like so that I mean that that in itself I mean that that's the reality of it again I'm not telling you you don't get excited about it and kids that light it up in high school the the assumption would be that they could do the same in the right program under the right coaching in college and whatnot so I get it but also we've seen too many times where yeah. kids just flame out Torian Charles was one of the biggest guys. He was at a. Uh, he went to Miami Northwestern. I think he had 32 sacks his senior year. Never played at Florida. Ended right. up transferring to Bethune Cookman. Like he couldn't play. He could not play in the SEC. But he was the biggest name in South Florida football. Which this isn't Wisconsin football. This was South Florida football. So saying that he was the biggest defensive name in South Florida at the time, and you see him, he played for Bethune Cookman. Now he's down here. He's training guys. He's you know successful in other parts of life. But he just wasn't ready to play at that level. I uh. I had seen, I say this every year around draft time, I think it was Bill Parcells, maybe Nick Saban, I'd seen an interview once talking about the draft, and they said, it's like looking at all the um, valedictorians in high school and trying to pick which one is going to win a Nobel Prize 10 years from when they were the high school valedictorian. It's, I mean, you know, you can make an educated guess, but it's really difficult. And I, I mean, just myriad examples in the NFL and college. And, you know, it just, if, uh, I'll tell you my experience. It's an imperfect uh, procedure. But we talk, you know, I, I make fun of my high school all the time because I went to a performing arts high school with Usher and, and um, the Raven Simone. Raven Simone, who I shot at and she shot yeah, me down. Yeah, look at but that. But yes, so I was like the 16th ranked linebacker in the nation. But then I go and I'm an All American the following year and all SEC. Like, nobody would expect that to happen because of the school I went to. We weren't that successful. The name wasn't out there. Nobody's heard of North Springs High School in Atlanta. It's not like a Bishop Gorman out there in Vegas. It's, there's nowhere close to nor, – nobody in football knows the name North Springs. So that's what hurt me was the my, the, the size of my school and right. athletic success. Which which happens, by the way, in college. It happens with kids that are coming, coming yeah. from a college – and and going to the pros in any sport. Where didn't Scottie Pippen go to Central Arkansas? I think, yes. like you know, where if if you're doing that at Duke. It's a whole lot different than if you're doing it at Central Arkansas. And there's a bunch of Duke guys that were at Duke that aren't as good as Scottie Pippen, obviously. Right. But their name was bigger right. at the time. Right. So it, it's so many variables to both levels, high school to college, college to professional. There's so many variables involved. See, Miami, number two class in the ACC. Eight recruits in ESPN's 300. Look at that, North Carolina in third, only six recruits <laughs> in the ESPN 300. You know so take funny? that, Mac Brown. <laughs> We just talked about how unimportant these stats are, but when your team has a good has a good stat line, it means everything in the world. You get excited. Did I tell did, did I tell you Florida's top ten? Have I said that yet? Heard you mention that. Oh, okay. I tell you that Evan Smith's son did not choose Florida. <laughs> oh wow, Stanford. I heard. Uh, let's get headlines with our friend Alejandro Solana here during the local hour. 
News that broke uh, less than one hour ago. The New York Knicks have made a coaching hire. Oh, they did? David Blatt. Really? Oh, Blatt. Really? They chose David Blatt over Mike Miller? David Mike Miller had been Blatt. the interim, uh, speaking of Florida, yeah. Mike Miller had been the interim head coach. So they're bringing back David Blatt, who last appeared in the NBA with the Cavs, right? He never had a job beyond the Cavs, did Uh-oh, he? Oh, I messed this up. He's not going to be their head coach. Oh, He's oh I mean, <laughs> come on. He was signed as a basketball operations consultant. Oh, definitely a lead story. Who, uh, Who's the basketball operations consultant for the Knicks? What an awful way to start out your day. <laughs> Probably should have read that. Goodness gracious. I mean, well, when I you mean, said look at the headline. Look at the headline. Where was it? Knicks fire or Knicks hired David Blatt. I mean, there's, there's uh, a lot of jobs. They, there's a ton right, of jobs. Ju- they I mean, just fired their head coach. There's actually they just fired their head coach. There's, but but well, I mean, not just uh, and and there's more non-head coaching jobs within the Knicks organization than there are head coaching jobs. What? Yeah, because yeah. there's one versus the field. So uh, what's the what's the greater point here? Ignore your first story. Yes. Okay. Hey, I will tell you, they need to go get Mark Jackson out the booth. That's who. That's who will fix the. Knicks. They need to go get. Uh, who's the guy that uh, he was their head coach? He's got the pubic hair goatee. I don't know him. You know who it is. <laughs> I don't know him. Of the Knicks? Yeah. You say that pubic hair goatee? Oh, yeah. Was it the dude that was liking all the porn stuff on Twitter? Oh, good. No, I, I don't know. I don't know. Why am I blanking on his name? Everyone knows who it is. That, that reference point didn't pop up anything yes, in my it, mind. Yes, it would. Let me type that in. Oh. <laughs> I, I bet he comes up. <laughs> I bet he comes up. Somebody <laughs> texted in six seven nine seven four. Ooh, if somebody texts that in, Mike you Woodson. Are Mike Woodson. I gotta see this goatee. You know Mike Woodson's goatee. Pubic hair. Yeah. It's thick. It's thick, tight, curly. It's like the it's that, like the boozer. That's that's no that's, that's, Jack. That's yeah. what your that's yeah. what your pieces look like. Well, I'm blonde. So if I, my oh, if, if my if, I don't don't keep this. Up. If my stuff looks like that, what is going on? Everyone's gonna be shocked. Yeah, absolutely. Look at that. That's that's what he's known as. You know what it is? That's dyed. That's Beijing. That's why it's so. Thick but it's and dark. yeah. But look at the the sides are like it's like it's look, just, come on. No, that's come paint. On. That's paint. Huh? Come on. That doesn't belong where it is. It belongs somewhere else. No. Yes. No, it belongs on no. it. No. Belongs on an no. easel because no. it's paint. That's not true. It belongs somewhere else. I think no. we all know. It's blonde. What else you got? Yeah. I mean, listen. I'm ginger. Ah! Strawberry blonde. Ah! Strawberry blonde. Prove it. Well. Um, Prove it. What kind of response was that? I'm in this room. You on the other side of the damn glass. Go in there and prove it during the break. Don't prove it to me. See that damn weasel. Nobody want to see your meerkat. <laughs> no, I can't even eat my jello. <laughs> I can't eat my jello <laughs> after I seen what I seen. Uh, what else you got, Solana? You're one, uh, really, you're 0 for 1. That was your only story so far? <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're 0 for 1. Try to correct it here. Canes Hoops beat Temple 78 to 77 last night. Canes Hoops lost last night. <laughs> they improved to 7 and 3. Uh, and also, we have some basketball tonight. The Heat are on the road in Philadelphia, 7 p.m. You're talking about Mark Jackson. He's not on the broadcast tonight. So maybe he's up in New York uh, applying for that job. I had a uh, parlay last night. When I say I, we, we had a parlay last night. I said that we were going to bet the Pacers plus the points. And then when I went to bet it, 
the Lakers weren't minus four and a half anymore. They were minus two and a half. I didn't know that uh, Anthony Davis was going to be out. So I changed the bet. We bet the Lakers in the parlay minus two and a half. And then we bet my guy Trey Young and the Hawk, who were down 36 or so in the third quarter to the Knicks. And uh, to the Knicks. And then uh, we won the third leg, though, of the parlay. It matter. But it didn't matter. You don't do research on injuries? Like, that's the easiest thing, Hawk. I flipped the bet. Well, he, they, they didn't count him out until an hour before the game. So when we were talking about it on the air, he was still playing. Okay, I give you a little pass for that one. Takashi 6'9 was sentenced to two years in prison. Because he told on every damn body. <laughs> Snitched on everybody. Listen, when they open his cage, he needs to stay inside to be protected. Bro, the man is going to die as soon as he hits the streets. I mean, if he goes to general population, someone's done a clerical error. If they say they're moving him out of his his isolation cell, he should slap the guard just to go back to 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 uh, what's it called um the the hole. Maybe he, he needs should, to live in the hole. Maybe he should cut his hair and grow a beard on his forehead. Get a Mike Woodson across his forehead. He's gonna. He's actually <laughs> he's actually moments away from getting that. In gin pop, he will. Do you see the Breakfast Club announced that they won't allow Takashi on their set anymore because he's a snitcher? Did you see that? Snitcher. You don't have to add any letters to snitch. Who calls him a snitcher? Uh, Those are the Breakfast Club's words. They do not. No chance. Look at the headline. I forgot his name for a second. I mean, it's no chance. You're either you're a snitch or you're not. If you're in maybe second grade, someone's a snitcher. (laughs) Well, you know what they say snitchers get stickers. (laughs) What? Nobody says that. Why would you get a reward for being a snitcher? The point is, the Breakfast Club made this <laughs> the huge stand on Takashi 69 You're talking about the Breakfast Club with uh, Emilio Estevez and uh, Judd Nelson, Molly Ringwald, Anthony Michael Hall, and uh, what a classic no. movie from the 80s. The only three-named person is Charlemagne the God. Anthony Michael Hall's not cutting it. It must be the uh, white equivalent. Anything else, Solana? Yeah, finally, an upstate New York high school soccer coach has come under fire for taking his team to Hooters following their first loss of the season. You know, I saw that. What? I don't, what am I missing there? It's a high school team, right? What What am I missing there? Well, middle school teams go to Hooters and and what restaurants they call that's right. bad. That's yeah. No, I'm not. I'm negative? not even. I'm not even kidding you. Like, what am I missing there? They They have a kids menu. Like, yeah, I, I mean, what? Do, my kids have been to Hooters. My, uh, my kids my been kids, to Hooters. My kids come to Twin Peaks. Yeah, every single Monday. Yeah, it's the same concept. Like, I I saw that story, and, and I'm like, what am I missing here? You know what it is? Some lame-ass parent. Well, okay. That's but, what it is, where little little e- e- Ezekiel's mom doesn't appreciate But if Hooters. you've never walked into Hooters or never walked into Twin Peaks, like, do you honestly, do you think it's a shake spot? Really? Like, I mean, it's a wing place. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the mom that wears the, the, the ankle dresses <laughs> and the blouses. But Everywhere, you a, know those moms. But that, life is going on without even if you're wearing oh, yeah. the the ankle dress. And when that kid goes to high school and they see a little thigh and a little kneecap, those are the ones that go crazy. Um, a boy's never seen a kneecap till he goes to high school. Hey, he's going crazy. Always best to hear some Hawkman and Crowder on a hump day because it is a Hawkman hump day. You are pretty much over the hump now. Hope the rest of your week is smooth. Remember, next week a very big holiday week. Hanukkah going to be starting. I spell Hanukkah with a C. Christmas going to be happening. I spell Christmas with an X. And then Kwanzaa. I spelled Kwanzaa with a K. I don't know why I've gotten into a spelling bee all of a sudden. Because it's hump day. We're getting over it. We're feeling good. Remember to download the podcast wherever you download your podcast. Radio.com app. Or you can go to our website, WQAM.com. I am Dan Day. 
Till next time, this is the best of the Joe Show. Later, slug. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.